Hello, I'm Dwayne Peters for the Lupus Foundation of America, which is the founder and owner of the open access journal, Lupus Science and Medicine, that is published by BMJ. In this podcast, we will be discussing the article, The Alpha Project, Establishing Consensus and Prioritization of Global Community Recommendations to Address Major Challenges in Lupus Diagnosis, Care, Treatment, and Research. The article is available for free online at lupus.bmj.com. Our guests include Dr. Susan Manzi, Chair of the Allegheny Health Network Medicine Institute and Director of its Lupus Center of Excellence, as well as Medical Director and Board Chair for the Lupus Foundation of America, and Kathleen Arnson, a lupus patient advocate and CEO of the Lupus and Allied Diseases Association. Let me begin with you, Dr. Manzi. What is the Alpha Project? What are its goals and aims? And who is involved with the project? The Alpha Project stands for Addressing Lupus Pillars for Health Advancement. And it is the first of its kind global initiative that was designed to identify and prioritize and then address and implement solutions for the barriers that lupus patients face in terms of diagnosis, treatment, and improved outcomes. So that's really what this project, why it started. The people that were involved were broad, and that's why it's global, which makes it unique. So there were several groups. One was uh, what we called the Global Advisory Council, which was the initial group of about 13 members representing five countries. And then we brought in 17 additional experts in the area. Now, these people that formulated this group were clinicians, scientists, researchers, patient advocacy groups, industry partners, and people living with lupus. And the clinicians were also broad in that they represented pediatrics and not just rheumatology, but dermatology, our kidney specialists, our dermatologists, and the other specialists that manage and treat lupus. And this effort was unique and important for several reasons. We just have not advanced as far as we need to be in terms of lupus. We still have barriers to care. We still have not inadequate treatments. The organizers behind this were the Lupus Foundation of America, and they partnered with Tufts Center for Study Drug Development, and then the stakeholders that I mentioned as well. And we were hoping at the end of this, the goal was that by, there were several phases, phase one and phase two, which you'll hear about, but at the end of phase two, that we would actually have plans and solutions in place to address the barriers. Kathleen Arnson, as a person with lupus and as a representative of an organization advocating for people with lupus, why is it important to have the patient perspective included with the Alpha Project? I think anybody who knows me knows that for decades I have been arguing and going to microphones and saying, but where is the patient perspective? Why isn't the patient stakeholder seated at the table having a policy or program director on a dais giving the patient perspective isn't cutting it? 
And we've always felt that it was important that everything be patient-centric in the United States, that the patient voice should be at the center of all healthcare decisions and regulatory decisions and research decisions. Having the patient perspective involved in this throughout the process has opened the eyes, I think, of some of the other participants that we're not always on the same page about what our priorities are versus the clinician's priorities or the researcher's priorities or the patient advocacy organization's priorities. But the most important thing about including the patient perspective is we, like most of the lupus community, are fed up with the current treatment situation. And it's just been decades, many of the treatments we take have terrible side effects with long-term use. And this is a disease that needs its own set of treatments. And not only does it need to have newer, better, safer treatments that work for everyone with lupus, no matter what type of lupus you have, but that they're accessible, that we can afford the co-pays or the co-insurance, and that the insurers and payers cover them, that they're on formularies. So all of it is all interconnected, and it takes the whole community working together. The Alpha Project was a multi-phase endeavor. So what took place during phase one? How did you go about executing it? And what were the outcomes? So phase one, as I mentioned before, the goal was to identify the barriers. And we did that by bringing this global advisory council together, which were 13 members representing five countries, and then bringing in 17 additional experts in the field to basically query them about what are the barriers to advancing lupus, very broadly, not limited to research, extending into patient care and access. And they did that. We then developed from their responses a survey, a 23-question survey that went out to a much broader stakeholder group. And these are people, again, in the same areas I mentioned before, industry, scientists, advocacy groups, as well as people living with lupus, a survey that went out asking them questions about what they felt obstacles were to advancing lupus, and also getting their input on what we had come up with as the first pass of barriers. And what came out of that were three that we call them. And, and essentially, these are areas where we feel the barriers are the greatest. And the three pillars, the first was drug development. And I think you just heard Kathleen speak to that. So drug development, we are way behind in terms of drug development. So we need more agents. We need easier trial designs. We need quicker turnaround times. It takes way too long to get drugs approved. Clinical care was the second pillar. And there were a lot of barriers there, barriers in diagnosis, barriers in monitoring and treating disease, as we mentioned. And it was very interesting that one of the barriers was that there were many physicians out there that were not educated about lupus, which led to delays in diagnosis. And then the final third pillar was access to care, which is, again, something Kathleen mentioned, a lot of around social determinants of health. You know, what barriers do people live with or have that make it hard for them to access care? Also, how do you find lupus experts? There's a limited number of them and a lot of them lack access to medications because they either can't afford them, as we mentioned before, or they're not available. So it was drug development, clinical care, and access encompassing those areas. Okay, so what was the follow-up to phase one? What activities did you undertake leading up to phase two of the Alpha Project? 
So the interim step between phase one and phase two was critical for two reasons. The first thing we did was we took those three pillars and the barriers with what we identified within each of the pillars, again, drug development, clinical care and access. And we then had to design what would success look like if those barriers were not here. So what would drug development look like? What would clinical care look like? And what would access to care look like if we were successful? That was one step. And then a very important second step was that we actually did a survey to people living with lupus, specifically to that group. And that was a tremendous response, I have to say. So we sent the survey out with these same pillars, and we got over 3,300 responses. So 3,300 responses from people living with lupus and an additional 117 from caregivers or people caring for people living with lupus, which is extraordinary. And they not only confirmed the barriers that we had found and documented, but they added to those barriers. One, which was interesting to us, was they were tired of the side effects of traditional medicines. They felt they lacked treatment options, and that was a major issue. And then an interesting one they really highlighted was affordability. They just felt like they couldn't afford to have lupus. It was too expensive for them to be dealing with this disease. Kathleen, I'd like to get your perspective on three points that Dr. Manzi highlighted. The side effects of some of the lupus treatments, the dearth of treatment options, and the affordability of these treatments. Can you please share with us some of the concerns and frustrations that people with lupus have expressed? Because there is a lack of definition of what lupus is, and a lot of physicians that treat people with lupus may not be as trained or knowledgeable in the disease. A whole lot of drugs are prescribed for people with lupus that come from other diseases. We have so few treatment options, limited ones. And having our own set of treatments that don't have negative side effects, don't ablate the entire immune system, don't cause long-term damage to bones or eyes or other parts of the body, organs, is something that we've always wanted in the lupus community. And depending on where you live, you know, lupus is a disease that disproportionately impacts communities of color and just like COVID-19 does. So socioeconomic barriers are huge in access. And we find this in the United States, we find this in the other countries too. The second set was I touched on the medication side effects. They're just horrendous. We could go on and on about the long-term damage with some of them, the short-term damage. If people don't feel good on a drug they're prescribed, they're not going to adhere to their treatment plan and their medication, which impacts outcomes and makes it negative. So it's all connected together. I also wanted to comment the third thing that got a high response rate was getting to and from appointments in the survey. You know, people in rural areas, like where I live in rural upstate New York, there's very few rheumatologists and nephrologists who are educated in lupus. So first of all, getting in the proper diagnosis is difficult, but then getting the right medication, but having the right treatment team to treat you overall. If you cannot make your appointments because you have limited transportation or due to the pandemic now, then again, you're not going to adhere to your treatment and your outcomes are going to be negative. So I, I think going back to involving the patient voice in understanding what they value more than anything else and trying to address those things to help that community is key with this project. Let's move on now to the purpose of phase two. 
What happened during the next phase of the Alpha Project? One of the barriers to earlier diagnosis and management is the heterogeneity of lupus. And this term, heterogeneity, essentially means lupus has so many faces. It looks differently in many people. Certain organs are involved in some people, others in, in others. So it's very hard because it is not technically, you could think of it as not one disease. And then that raised the very interesting question about maybe lupus is really a spectrum disorder, that it isn't one disease, and that under the category lupus are many conditions. And so because that concept came up, how to define lupus, because you can't diagnose it if you can't define it, was this idea of what other diseases that mimic lupus do we as healthcare providers consider possibly in the spectrum of lupus? if it were a spectrum disease. And believe it or not, the physicians came up with 30 potential other conditions that one might think of that could fit under a lupus spectrum. So phase two, we convened in January 2020. This was the Global Advisory Committee Council that I mentioned, and we reviewed the pillars. And then we broke out into small groups and we looked at each of the pillars and some of the barriers underneath, and we prioritized prioritized. We all decided what we wanted and we voted within our groups on what we wanted to prioritize first because you can't do everything. Then we got back into the larger group and we did a very interesting exercise, which I enjoyed tremendously, called FIT, F-I-T. And that's where we assessed feasibility, impact, and timeline. Because no matter how important an initiative might be, if it's not feasible and you can't do it in the next three years, should we be focusing on that? So we did this exercise and we went around and we had sticky tab, we had these little sticky notes and we came up with then a prioritization list of the items that had the highest fit score, meaning they were feasible, they had impact, and the timeline was reasonable to get them done. We had solutions for those, the solutions that we had come up with. And then we started talking about, well, how would we implement these things? And we came up with implementation strategies for that. Kathleen, as a person living with lupus, what was your reaction to this phase of the process? I think that the number one thing that came out of here about the unmet need of lupus and the heterogeneity was we're just so tired of the steroids. And I think that that was uniform throughout this entire meeting and throughout the different groups is the steroid sparing. We have to make this a priority. This drug just does such tremendous damage to all of us. And it, whether you're on it for a week or whether you're on it for 10 years. Well, steroid sparing certainly is a positive benefit for people with lupus. Dr. Manzi, what were the other top priorities and strategies identified by the Global Advisory Committee during Phase 2 of the Alpha Project? What we decided for drug development is let's do something that's feasible, high impact, and quick turnaround. And that really speaks to what Kathleen said. It was to try and have steroid sparing be a primary endpoint for a clinical trial. That as long as an agent allowed you to taper steroids, which no patient likes and which has many side effects, that would be enough to get approval. So our plan was to gain consensus around that and then approach the FDA and have a discussion with the FDA. Right now, that 
is usually a secondary outcome, not the primary outcome. The next was under clinical care, we decided that what we wanted to focus on was defining lupus. That really required us to get a consensus group again to say, can we come to an agreement on what the spectrum might be of lupus? And perhaps it's the audience that we are addressing as to how we might define it. The third solution was in reference to the pillar of access to care. This is where we thought we needed several strategies. One was how do we address or understand the social determinants of health that are barriers. And we thought, what better way than to take advantage of the wonderful lupus patient registry that the Lupus Foundation of America has access to all of these people living with lupus and understand some of those social determinants that are barriers for them, but also to really maximize our use of social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, to try to get out there to connect and connect people to care. So overall, Dr. Manzi, what do you feel has been the major benefit of this project to date? I would just say that the Alpha project was a meaningful exercise. There were clear goals and there were clear strategies for implementation. So really credit to the Lupus Foundation of America, to Tufts for uh, making this happen. And all I would say is we're not going to stop. We're not going to let these two manuscripts be the final say. We need to now take action and we will not let COVID stop us from doing it. Kathleen, your final thoughts, please. So it's always important to make sure a patient viewpoint, a person living with the disease is seated at the table and feels respected and is allowed to provide their input and their opinion, whether it's on the survey or whether it's part of the committee itself or whether it's at a public meeting or reading something and providing input through a portal. It's extremely important. This has been a very enlightening conversation, and I want to thank our guests for taking time to be with us today to speak about the Alpha Project. We have been speaking with Dr. Susan Manzi, Chair of the Allegheny Health Network Medicine Institute and Director of its Lupus Center of Excellence, as well as Medical Director and the Board Chair for the Lupus Foundation of America, and Kathleen Arntzen, a lupus patient advocate and CEO of the Lupus and Allied Diseases Association. They were speaking about the article, The Alpha Project, Establishing Consensus and Prioritization of Global Community Recommendations to Address Major Challenges in Lupus Diagnosis, Care, Treatment, and Research. The article is available for free online at lupus.bmj.com. For Lupus Science and Medicine and BMJ, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America. Thank you for listening.